You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name.
morning, everyone. It's so good to see each and every one of you here today. I'm Pastor Doug, and I just want to welcome you to Victory Christian Fellowship. It's a great day. You're in a great place, and God's going to do some great things in your life. I don't believe in coincidence, but I believe in divine appointments. And I believe that God knows who's going to be here, so he's got something special just for you. Heavenly Father, we call upon you, Lord, and we thank you that you answer us. And you show us great and mighty things. And Lord, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. We love you with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind. And Lord, we love our neighbors as ourselves. And we thank you, Lord, that your love is shed abroad in our hearts. And we thank you for your very awesome presence that's here this morning in this place to do wonderful things in our lives. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Let's stand together, church.
can touch a person like you can. And Lord, we receive your touch today. We thank you that your hand is stretched forth and it brings healing, life, deliverance, redemption, peace. It brings joy. It brings eternal life. And Lord, we thank you that your power is present to heal. Because there's a healer in this house. There is a genuine, literal, sincere healer in this house. He went about doing good and healing every sickness and disease because God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and power. It is his will for you to be healed and whole. That's his will for you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And Lord, we thank you for speaking to us. My power has been made readily accessible for you. Plug into my power, says the Lord, with your faith. Trust me. Believe in me. Put your hope in me. For I love you with an everlasting love. I will not leave you nor forsake you, nor will I let you down. But I will lift you up. I will fill you up. I will make you up. I will touch you up. For you are my masterpiece. I give my glory to you, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know what? The master can touch up his masterpiece. Hallelujah. He can fix things that aren't right. He can make things good that weren't good mm. only jesus can amen, amen. hallelujah thank we're so glad you're here thank you sitting with your worship team you can have your seats praise the lord boy i tell you what if you're visiting victory christian fellowship today it's you're in a good place and we're glad that you're here and we love the opportunity to meet you and get to know you a little bit better hallelujah isn't our signature worship team awesome You know, it's amazing what uh, what you can bring in through prayer and faith in God. Amen. 
Hallelujah. This is my lovely wife, Dr. Fiona. All right. I want to say something. Um, When uh, Doug was interpreting the the word, in case you're visiting and you don't know what just happened, tongues and interpretation, ask somebody what that is and they'll tell you. But um, it's in the Bible. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, I would have a question too if I walked in a place and what what on earth is going on. But listen, you know when a wound is being packed, I saw a wound, like an open wound, and they put the gauze thing, except I saw it on both sides, you know, like one side here and one side there, and there's gauze. and there. But it's the enemy, it's your soul. The enemy is trying to pack your soul in, like, like how you would fix a wound you know but the stuff he's putting on the gauze is more infection but he's packing it in nice and tight for you so you feel a little relief but god wants to remove all that he's he is he is protecting his junk that he put inside of you Mm -hmm. is what's happening his junk cause a wound inside of you and he is protecting his junk with his own gauze and his own things. And it comes by people patting you on the back. Oh, honey, I know what you're going through. That is just, oh, I had a, a sister, a brother, five, a whole neighborhood. They all had the same thing. It'll be okay. Yeah, that's junk. What you need to hear is the Holy Ghost. Jesus. He wants to fix the whole thing. You need an overhaul yes. in your soul. You need Amen. the whole thing removed. Amen. God has brand new, brand new, new stuff for you. That's what you need in there. So whoever that's for, quit this whole what my past was and oh, nobody knows and blah, blah, blah. That's the junk. The devil is just packing it in for you so you can go to another uh, occasion you can have another conversation you know he puts it in there so it doesn't seep out infection but you're hurting inside jesus the holy spirit father god wants to just rip that whole thing out and put a brand new brand but you put you in there you who he created that's what he wants in there amen say be healed be whole yes Amen. All right. Well, we're glad that you're here. And uh, it's, God's got a great uh, service for us today with a very wonderful guest. Uh, but what, one thing we like to do here at Victory Christian Fellowship is speak the word. Yes. So we, we do a confession, and we emphasize a different subject every quarter. So we want to invite you to join us as we make our confession of faith that's based in God's word. Let's make our confession. God God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. God the Father selected us as his own before the foundation of the world. He desires for us to be holy, consecrated, set apart for him, and blameless in his sight. The Lord revealed to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ. In Christ we have received an inheritance, having been chosen according to his divine purpose, who works everything in agreement with the counsel and design of his will. When we heard the true gospel, the good news of our salvation, 
and believed in Jesus, we were sealed with God's Holy Spirit and protected by him. God made us alive together with Christ. By his grace, we are saved from God's judgment. At Victory, our vision is to reach out beyond our walls with the message of salvation, hope, and inheritance, to proclaim the uncompromising word of God, to build a strong body of believers, and to encourage relationships in a loving atmosphere. We activate God's word to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. At Victory Christian Fellowship, we are inheriting God's promises and experiencing their benefits. Amen. Good morning, everybody. I'm so happy to see everybody. <laughs> yeah, we were away at the um, fire conference down in Tampa, Florida, and I enjoyed being at church. It was like 10 hours a day because it was a morning service that went for like five hours and then an evening service that went for five hours. But I am glad to be back here at VCF. Okay, we have a lot happening. I'm so excited. So on Tuesday, we are back on our regular schedule. So we have youth group, and that's from 6 to 8, and for ages 12 and up. Also on Wednesday... We have a Wednesday night refreshing, but this is a special one. I mean, they're all special, but this is extra, extra special. It is our community prayer, praise, and worship night. So the whole night is dedicated to singing and praying and worshiping, and we like, it all flows together. So I encourage you to invite people, and it's a good time as the school year is coming up. I know we'll be praying for, like, our schools and getting ready for that and everything. So come and participate on that end. Also, okay, on Friday, August 11th, we've been doing a, like, an outreach at the Palmyra Square because it's just fun. And we want to reach people with the gospel and tell them that, you know, like, VCF is here and that Jesus loves them. And it is it is so much fun. We had a lady, we just did it yesterday, yeah. We had a lady come from one of, like, the homes that are nearby in her, like, little power wheelchair, which turns out goes, like, 20 miles. So she just rides all around town. She heard us playing music at the square and was wondering, what is all that noise? And so she came down to see what was happening, and we shared Jesus with her. And she is planning on coming to actually one of our, our summer events which is in a couple of weeks. So I'll actually just jump to that announcement. Um, <laughs> we have our VCF Summer Supreme, and the theme is Catch the Wave. So we want to do something where we can reach our community and, like, give them free things, spread the gospel, like, just be a blessing to them. So on Saturday, August 19th, that's the event. It's called Summer Supreme. We're going to be down in Memorial Park, right across from Northside Elementary School, and we're going to have praise and worship. We're going to have games, prizes, arts and crafts. We're going to share the gospel. We'll have sign-ups for all of the events here at church that are happening, right? Pray for people, give away school supplies, all sorts of fun things, okay? So if you are interested in participating or volunteering, there is a sign-up sheet in the back by the podium, and we're collecting school supplies to for this event as well so if you have like 
extra notebooks, pencils, markers, all sorts of school supplies. There's also a bin back there, and we're collecting, well, we're collecting, the power is coming. Um, we're investing in the kids for this school year, right? And we have a lot of school districts that are represented between a lot of the kids that come here, middle school, high school, elementary school, and the surrounding area as well. Okay, so this Saturday, we are not having the youth breakfast. Normally, it's the second Saturday of the month. Um, This time, we're going to have breakfast on the go, basically, because we are blessing um, a person by helping with, like, planting flowers and everything and getting ready as, I guess, the seasons are changing soon. I don't know. I don't normally plant flowers. But I'm going, and we are blessing her, and she is helping support um, the youth group that way. So that's what we're doing instead. Okay, and then one more announcement. We have our family conference coming up in October. <laughs> yeah, so this is, this is going to be a big event because it's for the whole family, okay? So invite anybody and everybody. It doesn't really matter. We're not limiting nothing. It is October 27th and 28th. We have it all ready to go on the website, so you can sign up. You can invite people. We have QR codes, and it's all about inheritance, right, and how to have an impact for generations. So kids will come and have fun. Parents will come and learn things. Grandparents, like single people, like because it's all about family and learning how to impact generations after you. And so you don't have to deal with, you know, junk from the past and all of that stuff. So it's going to be awesome. So I encourage you to invite people. And I forgot to mention, so when I was talking about drumming earlier, right, and how it created a lot of noise, I learned that you yourself are a drum. Isn't that cool? Like, people always think, oh, I play an instrument. No. Like, we are the instrument. Because I was at... I was at some conference, I don't remember. They kind of all start to blend together after a while when you go to so many. And you know, like, when you feel like that bass, like, real down deep in your chest? And I was always wondering, like, well, why does that happen? Because I love that feeling. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, but I don't know how that happens. And what it is, is it's the air that's in your lungs and in, like, your whole chest cavity and everything. It's, like, vibrating from, like, the deep frequencies that are, like, going through you. And that's the only way your body knows how to process it is to, like, shake all the air inside of you. Right? <laughs> so how cool is it, though, that, like, you are an instrument? Like, your voice, your body is all created to speak sound, speak music, like, to worship our Heavenly Father. And I learned something else. I just have a whole bunch to share. Um, I also learned in Acts, you know how it says, like, Jesus gave the instructions, go and wait, and you will be endued with power to witness, and how that word power is dunamis. So I know Pastor Doug has said before that the word dunamis means explosive power, right? That's where we get the word dynamite from. I also learned that the other Greek root for that is it means, I get this right, It is the full might of an advancing army. I was so excited. Like, so when you're speaking and Holy Spirit and, like, power to witness and everything, like, it is all of heaven behind you. That is so, so, so much power. I cannot even fathom that. 
<laughs> so when you when you're speaking in tongues and speaking with people, like that's the power that's behind you. That's the power that's in like your words and everything. Because I used to be a little bit like afraid of witnessing, like oh, what if they say no? Like that doesn't matter. <laughs> All, all fear is gone, and, like, all of heaven is behind you, cheering for you and working with you, and I just think that's awesome. So for all of our events, like, there's no fear involved, right? Like, because all of heaven is behind us as we're speaking and doing this with Holy Spirit. Okay, that's everything. <laughs> oh, you can stay up here, Melissa, and uh, Abby and Devon and Stephen. Those were the, uh, the rest of the team that went to the fire conference, right? Just say a, a quick word about how you were impacted by the fire. Okay. Well, I was kind of already starting to share, but I had um, at one of the services, I just, they prayed over us and I got baptized again because I was like, well, why not? And I just felt all fear get wiped from my brain. And I also got um, instructions of what to do for, like, the next season in my life. It was, it was so much fun to be there and to see and connect with other people from, like, all around the world. And because everybody came from, like, it was, like, 57 countries and, like, 48 states. So I enjoyed being able to see how other cultures also experience the power of God. Because it's super cool how it manifests differently. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, like Melissa was saying, that it was a blast being down there to sit under the anointing of Dr. Rodney Howard Brown and also uh, Dr. Debbie Rich. And then Chester. Thank you. I'm like, there's another part of the last name. I'm like, I'll go to think of it. But the way, because she did a lot of the offerings and the, um, the tithe parts, and hearing her speak from different points of view from the same stories that we already heard was also a really good impact on also about how just – there's more than money that you can always give for an offering to God, and God will always bless it and multiply and bring it back unto you. So that was also a really cool thing to learn, the different views of different stories that we all know. It was such an awesome experience. And one thing that God was highlighting to me was at, he wants us to ask, and he's going to answer us. He's going to answer our prayers. And so in the middle of the week, I had this, I heard a message, and Dr. Rodney was saying that when you get the fire, then you need to go out and you need to witness. And I thought, well, I haven't really um, brought anyone to Jesus in a long time. So I asked him, um, God, can I just bring one person to Jesus before I go back to Pennsylvania? And then the next day, at the end of the service, um, they announced that they were going to go out and soul win. And so I was immediately like, oh, this is an answer to my prayer. So I, I brought, Devon was up for it. So, so we went, and they first gave us a training, and then we went out on a team of four. We went to a Publix, um, which is like a grocery store's parking lot. And they just said, they gave us a script, and they said, just go run after anyone. <laughs> which I was not expecting. I was like, so should we just wait for the Holy Spirit to tell us? She's like, no, you run. <laughs> so, so I talked to a lot of people, and eight people accepted Jesus. Yes. <laughs> and I just want to share this one um, thing that really stood out to me that Dr. Um, Dr. Debbie said, and it's been keeping coming up in my mind. It's that she said, fear is always concerned of a fear of running out. But faith is always entertaining an expectation of running over. Isn't that awesome? So we're bringing all that back. Praise Jesus.
Amen. Um, so it was a really good experience. If you guys think you're in long service, long church service. It was good stuff, but sometimes I'm like, <laughs> Abby was like, what are you doing? I'm just rolling my head. <laughs> I'm just rolling my head. <laughs> so it was like five hours in the morning and like six, a minimum of five to six hours in the evening. Like, so you go in the, in the morning, we're there by like nine-ish and then we're leaving like 1.30. Then we go back at like 6 to get good seats, 7 o'clock service. And then we're out like 1.30 again. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I guess I could just bring my sleeping bag or something. <laughs> just sleeping. But um, um, it was really good. We, um, Abby and I, we did the evangelistic training. And it was um, good to see some old ladies running away from me. <laughs> I've never... There was like four old ladies on, there were four old ladies on like walkers, older ladies on walkers, and they, they were running, I'm like running after them, I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop now, right, because <laughs> they have cameras on me, like, hey, some brown guy, some brown, brown guy running an old white lady in the parking lot, <laughs> it's like, nope, I'm not going to do that, probably... They have some TikTok videos going viral right now. <laughs> but um, it, it was good stuff. What I, what I got was that as, as a believer, when we first got saved, you know that fire, that excitement, you know, knowing Jesus, and we're like, whoo, yeah. Well, a lot of people tend to go in this continuation of, like, they feel like they're in a repetition and allow themselves to get cold. What I got, don't get cold. Stay hot for the Lord. Be on fire. Amen. So, let's be a church on fire. Amen. Thank you guys for sharing. Praise the Lord. Uh, we had seven people go to a fire conference in Tampa, Florida. And uh, they were part of the seven. The others shared on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, I just want to take a moment and pray for Palmyra. You know, what we're doing is we are reaching out because we have so many good things to share with people. Amen. How many can honestly say that your life has been changed by Jesus? Just raise your hands. Look at those hands. If your life has been changed or touched by Jesus, then you've got something to share with someone else. And you don't have to worry about their response, worry about what they think. Just share it and let the Holy Ghost do the rest. Amen. So, Father, we pray over the people of Palmyra, and we give you thanks and praise for opening doors of opportunities for us to share the gospel uh, with your people, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that there is power in the gospel. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to them that believe. And, Lord, as we go... We're going to share with boldness, with fire, and with compassion and love. And, Lord, we're going to see results, and we're going to see the harvest come in. We're going to be bringing in our sheaves with joy, and we just declare that in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. I want to let you know that uh, we won't be having our older kids today uh, that go to their class. Just the younger kids will go to their class today, so not the older kids. And... Um, 
just want to give you an opportunity to give. Amen. Now here at VCF, we don't pass a container, but I mean this sincerely. You can give any time during the service. We have a container by the bookstore and a container as you came in. We call those our seed planters. And uh, you can put your tithes and offerings in there. And, of course, uh, we have an opportunity today to bless a special ministry. Uh, Pastor Sushil uh, Kumar and his wife Monica, uh, they're the directors of Rama Chandigar. And uh, they've been directing that for over 10 years. Uh, he started uh, several churches and, and has in his heart to start other Bible schools. And they're training up uh, people to reach in the 1.4 billion pool. <laughs> Amen. And uh, they're getting, Indians are getting trained, filled with the Holy Spirit, and they're going out and doing great works for God. And uh, we're so grateful and thankful. Uh, his wife, Monica, is uh, there taking care of the church and the school while he's here, but we're so glad to have him here. And uh, he's going to be a blessing to you, and we'll bring him up in just a moment. But uh, I just want, you know, I give you a word of encouragement about giving. And... Uh, if you're a generous person, say amen. amen. To be generous means ready to impart. It means willingly sharing generous. It means to give over. It means to give from a liberal, generous attitude that is ready to share or reach out. It means to give over what is good. Um, it refers to spontaneous willing giving, and it emphasizes being ready for outreach. Praise God. Uh, it describes someone who open-handedly, willingly shares and stands ready to impart. And uh, did you know that God wants to take us to a wealthy place? And you know what, it, what Melissa said about instruments, the Bible does say that we're instruments of righteousness. Well, in Psalm 68, I'm sorry, 66, Psalm 66, verse 12, in the King James, well, I'll read it from the Amplified, then I'll share what the King James says. You made uh, men charioteers ride over our heads in defeat. We went through the fire, through the water. How, how many know through the fire, through the water? If you go through it, it didn't harm you. Amen? And then he says, uh, yet you brought us out into a broad place of abundance. Say a broad place of abundance. It's, and then it says to be refreshed. So the King James says you brought us out to a wealthy place. The New King James says you brought us out to rich fulfillment. Hallelujah. You know, God wants to anoint our heads with oil so that our cups run over. And uh, you can participate in God's plan. Uh, God is a giver, and he celebrates us when we give. Now, we don't have to give, but we get to give. It's a privilege, and it's an honor. And if you want to give something extra today, mark it extra for guest, and uh, we'll receive that. Make a check out to VCF. If you're watching online, you can do it through our website. If you want to use a card, you can do that through our bookstore. And if you want to uh, uh, share with our guest, just mark guest. We'll take that, and we always add to it. Amen? And uh, because we're in the business of blessing people. God's in the people business. Amen? And he loves people. He loved us so much that he became one and walked among us. Glory to God. And we're created in his image and his likeness. So as you give this morning, 
Uh, you can give any time during the service. Uh, there's envelopes by the seed planters. Father, I give you thanks and praise as we bless you and praise you for the opportunity to give in your kingdom. Lord, we give because you love us and we love you. And we're just so excited for uh, you to reward us and to bless us, Lord. And I call every giver and gift blessed in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to dismiss the kids, uh, the younger kids at this time. So the younger kids are going to have their class. So younger kids, uh, go to your class and have a great time. We like to cheer when we send the kids out just to let them know that church is fun. Amen? We serve a good God. He's the life of the party. And uh, he wants his people to have fun. He's not, he's not some old man sitting up in heaven ready to bop you on the head like, like hitting that gopher challenge, you know, at Hershey Park or something. No, he loves us. And uh, he is the source of joy. Amen? Whack-a-mole is what I was thinking of, yeah. Glory to God. Well, are you, are you guys ready for the word? Are you ready to receive our special gift from God, our guest minister, Pastor Sushil Kumar, as he comes and ministers the word? Let's give him a warm BCF welcome. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor Doug and Fiona, for this is honor to be here again to share the word of God with you and minister. Hallelujah. God is good and all the time. Amen. Doesn't matter what we go through, he always stays good. He does not change. If we have a bad day, he does not. (laughs) God is not, oh, I have a bad day today. No, he does not have any bad days. He's a good God. Hallelujah. Could could you speak after me? Say, God is good good. and his mercy endures forever. Say it again. God is good good. and his mercy endures forever. God is good and his mercy endures forever. Amen. Hallelujah. As Pastor Doug shared about the, we have a Bible school. It's called Rayma Bible Training College, Chandigarh, India. Uh, we have right now 45 students at the campus, and and the school is, uh, I want you to tell a little bit about it. Uh, schools are in India, it's not that people come and go or evenings, it's it's people stay on the campus. We provide everything, the food and, and the stay, whatever they need for five months. So God has, God has spoken to me in 2011 to start a Bible school. I was not the day I was just praying, having a fellowship with him. But I always had a desire in my life to do whatever God tells me to do. Not what I want to do, because I'm sent here with the purpose. We all have a purpose. God has already planned things for us before the foundations of the earth. He decided what we should do in life. But it's, it doesn't happen automatically until unless we involve our wills with God and agree with him. But when I got saved, I came to know that God has a plan for me. And then I said, God, I will do whatever you call me to do. I will do whatever you say. Even in the ministry, what part of the ministry you want me to do. I will marry whomever you will tell me to marry. <laughs> but sometimes when God tells you what, you what you already said, God, I will do whatever you want me to do. Then when he tells to do this, and then you don't want to do it. <laughs> 
And it happened with me because we all have a will. Because Jesus came and he, he was in, reached the point where he said, Father, if this cup can pass over, if it's possible, do it. But not my will, your will be done. You cross will with God at some time in life where you don't want to do, even you're willing to do it, but still sometimes there are situations you won't, don't want to do it. So the, I, was, I, I, I always pray, God, I want to do what you want me to do. So he told me I was not expecting, just praying, having a fellowship with the Lord, and, said, and he spoke to me suddenly, he said, start a Bible school. Start a Bible school. And you know, we had a small church, very small ministry. I had a question with the Lord. Lord, people don't know me. How we will get the student? How the finances will be meet? Will meet? Because when the church set up, it's a different setup. But when the Bible school is completely a different setup, then you need a lot of money to feed people on your campus to pay for their stay. But God is good. We didn't lack anything. Amen. And we like to you to pray and support if God speaks in your heart. If not, not. That's all. No pressure. But if God speaks, you will be, if you, God speaks and you giving to this ministry, you will be showing into the lives of people where 1.4 billion people lives. We are the largest population of the world. And 2 to 3% Christians. Imagine this. It's a big, big place. And I'm glad that I, I'm living in this time. I'm really glad of it because we have a big work to do. A lot of souls to win. Amen. 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 So to train people, it takes money. But God is a provider. Amen. Amen. Say, God is my provider. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good. Let's go to the word in Ephesians chapter 3, please. And I know we all, Rema churches, we talk about Ephesians chapter 3 and 1, the prayers. But here's something I want to talk about today, and I believe God wants me to talk to you about it. Verse 17, if you followed me, and uh, uh, I'm going to read from Amplified Bible. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through your faith, and may you, having been deeply rooted Securely or grounded in love. Now this is a prayer Paul prayed for a church. One of the best church in those times. Ephesian church was a good church. They didn't have the problem like Corinthians had. It was a good church. But still he's praying for that they be rooted and grounded in the love of God or the love of Christ. It's good to have other things in life, but the love is very important for for a Christian life. Because God is love, the Bible says. First John chapter four verse eight. The Bible says God is love. When you and me are rooted in that love, we are rooted and grounded in God's love. We are rooted and grounded in God. The more you are rooted and grounded in love, the more you will be rooted and grounded in God. 
It's not just telling them that's spiritual or acting spiritual. Walk of love is the most spiritual thing Christian can ever walk in. That's the most spiritual thing. But sometimes we, we as a Christian feel a burden, bondage to walk in love. <laughs> the reason why I do, because we don't know the love of God. We have a knowledge of a love of God on a surface, on the surface level. But when we go deeper and understand God's love, then we can walk in love. Why Jesus was able to walk in love with his enemies all the time? Because he was rooted and grounded in God's love. He understood God's love. He knew God's love. He had a revelation of God's love. People were against him. People didn't pay attention to him. But he still healed them. John chapter 6 when he was talking about his, uh, his body is things to eat and the blood to drink. You know, a lot of people got offended. I was thinking about it. If I was there, I would be maybe thinking the same thing. But what is talking? Eat my body? Drink my blood? Come on. Be honest. Right? If you and me were there not saved, we will be thinking this way. But look. Jesus have done a lot of things for them. Fed them. Healed them. But when he said those things, they all left them except the twelve disciples. But you know, Jesus was not wavered that people left him. He didn't upset his church on that day. His whole followers left, just twelve left. The Bible says so. You can read John chapter 6, please. You want to read it? Let's read it. You will be not saying, oh, so she said something. <laughs> Which is not in the Bible. No, just go to John chapter 6 for a minute. We'll come back to Ephesians again. Verse 59, chapter 6, verse 59. You can read the rest of the portion, the whole chapter from verse 1. He said, these things in, he said these things in a synagogue while he was teaching in a kafanum. When many of his disciples heard this, they said, this is a difficult, a harsh and offensive statement. Who said that? The Bible says, many of his disciples Love is not always, as sister said, I believe what you said today. Oh, it will be alright, comfortable. Love is not always a speaking comfortable words. Love is real and it speaks the truth. And truth can be harsh to hear sometimes. 
If you want to get healed, you have to take a bitter medicine. It's not sweet. Huh? Medicines are not always sweet. Hello? That's for a natural body. So when you go through surgery, there is cutting. There is a pain. But that pain brings healing later on. That bitter taste brings healing later on. The word of God is not sweet all the time. It's harsh sometimes on our soul, on our emotions, to our habits, to our attitudes. And these people were our disciples. Hey, they, it, it, the Bible says so. Do you believe the Bible is writing the truth here? Yes. Nobody will say. You know, other religion, they will never talk bad about that people left their teacher. But Jesus, Bible is so true, everything is written plain and clear. It's transparent. Even if it was a bad thing, it is a mention in the Bible. If people left Jesus, it is a mention in the Bible. If people got heard from Jesus, it is mentioned in the Bible. It didn't cover up. It not a, Bible is not a diplomatic book. Oh, we get, oh, you don't hurt their emotions, brother. You don't preach this, you don't say this. Huh? This is, this is sad. Read it again. When many of his disciples heard this, they said this is a difficult and harsh and offensive statement. Oh God. Jesus offended people. Not just one. Not just one. Look at it. And they said, who can be expected to listen to it? But Jesus, aware that his disciples were complaining about it, and asked them, does this cause you to stumble and take offense? What then will you think if you see the Son of Man ascending to the the realm where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh conveys no benefits. It is of no account. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. The words he spoken are spirit and life, but they said it's a harsh. It's difficult. It's offensive. Come on. How that can happen? It happens when it's a spirit and it's life. Sometimes when God speaks to us, it can be offensive. It can be difficult. It can be harsh. But that is life there. And there is love in that. You still think Jesus was in love there? He was still loving on people? It was a harsh thing. Brother, if he loves me, why do he say it's a harsh thing? Why does he say a difficult thing? Why people get offended? Most of the time people get offended by pastor. When the preachers, when, because preachers say things which they need to say. They are your servant because they are called by God, not by you and me. Isn't it? Yes. We are honestly 
as a minister, I'm not accountable to the church. I'm accountable to God. If I'm serving in the church, he called me. Otherwise, I will be in working something else. Why you should act, help people and get them, be criticized by them after that? Nobody wants to do that. I don't want to do that. But he called me. He called us. He is our master. Amen. He is our boss. We are responsible to him. And then we have to do what he called us. We are called to preach the Bible, not to call to please people. Love is harsh here a little bit. But that's all right. It's a true love. And sometimes people say, brother, if you really love me, why you not agree with me? <laughs> love, is not an agree, love is not an agreement in everything. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, man. But he's not angry with the world. Whatever the world does, he's not angry. But does he love them? Yes. Hello, love is not an agreement for the husband and wife also. Hello. You know, in, in the Bible message, in the scriptures, you can, that message can be for many things. Same time. For husband and wife, sometimes the kids and the parents, if you really love me, why are you not angry with me? Do you hear people say that? Love is not an agreement. Amen. Listen to this. He said, it is the spirit. Okay, the words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But still there are some of you do not believe and have faith. For Jesus knew from the beginning who did not believe and who would betray him. And he was saying, this is the reason why I have told you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted him. That is, unless it is enabled to do so by the Father. As a result, listen to verse 6. 66, the preaching of Jesus. As a result of this, many of his disciples abandoned him and no longer walked with him. No longer. A lot of these disciples got a miracles, got healed. He fed them. But because he spoke the truth, in love, people left him. You know why? Because they were not grounded in love. They were not rooted in love. And then Jesus was so grounded, so rooted in the love of God, he said to 12 disciples, you do, you do not want to leave too? Do you? He they gave them offer. Hey guys, you can go too. That's real love. If you are grounded in God's love and rooted in that love, no situation will move you. No situation will stop you to speak the truth. You're not afraid to speak the truth. Because you're confident in God's love. You're confident in your God. You know what you're talking about. 
You know what you're talking about. You heard God. You're saying those things. People may not like you. People may not like you, what you say. And they believe you. And they never walked with him again. And he gave that offer to the 12 who were left with him. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah. And I want to tell you, don't be afraid of people leave you because he spoke the truth. But you don't get bitter towards them at all. That's another thing. Sometimes we get offended. They get offended, then we got offended. They left me. I did everything for them, but they left me. I prayed with them. I visited them. People have left us. People have split our church. The people that were sitting on my table, eating food with me, stayed in my house, split our church, took people, and I never knew what they were doing. They were sitting at my table. I understood first time what Jesus went through when Judas did with him that time. But you know, I, I had a, all kinds of a thoughts in my mind, all kinds of attack, but I never let those thoughts rule my mind. I decided to walk in love with them. Whenever I see them, I'll always say hello. I will walk to them. Because I am not going to change because they change. God's love is powerful. It's more powerful than our emotions. We need to let that love rule our thoughts. Rule our emotions. Not to have a pity party. Yes. That's what sister was saying. Pastor Fiona said that. That pity party is from the devil, not from God. He's putting the junk into that. And that will not make you actually strong. That make you weak. You go down and down and down. And then you will be so, uh, you will keep yourself so secure from other things that you will not build a relationship with others anymore. Because you are afraid in, of the hurt for a future. But Jesus never stopped loving people. Never stopped healing people. He healed ten lepers, right? How many came to give him thanks? After that incident, did he stop healing people? Did he stop being good? God is good. And his mercy endures forever. And you and me are a child of God. And we have the same kind of love in our hearts. Romans chapter 5 verse 5. The Bible says, The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. You have that love inside of you. Every one of us can walk in that love of God. So those people who left our church, left us. For the people, we did everything. I took my last money to give, give to them, to help them. But when they are gone, whenever they called me for prayer, I always prayed. I never said, why did you leave me? I always prayed. I never said, why did you leave? Then the time came. They asked me, can we come back to the church? I said, yes. I never told you to leave. 
I never going to tell you to come. Yes. I'm never going to tell you to come. And they came back. And I never said till today, why did you leave? Love has a power. When you walk in love, people will know that you love them. They have this confidence they can come back to us anytime. Love is a powerful thing. Say, love is a powerful thing. I'm going to walk in that love. And I am carrying that power inside of me. Say it, please. I carry that power of love inside of me. Amen. Come back to Ephesians chapter 3, please. How much time do we have, Pastor? <laughs> Five hours, brother? <laughs> no? He said no. So I will not do it. I'll not keep you for five hours. If God wants that, maybe change. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he said, be rooted and grounded in love. That's what the Paul praying for the church. This is one prayer we can pray for everybody. Every single person in the church. Lord, I pray for rooted and ground, that person be rooted and grounded in love. If somebody you think is not walking in love, you think somebody is not walking as a Christian, he should, and he's not doing right, the Bible says we all, always can pray for him. What prayer you can pray? God, I pray. I pray that he may be rooted and grounded in love. That may Christ live in his heart through faith. Always that prayer will work. And this is prayer by the Holy Spirit. He told Holy Paul to write these prayers. These are godly prayer, and God will always answer these prayers. Verse 18. It says, be fully capable of comprehending with all the saints, God's people, the width and the length and the height and the depth of his love. Fully experiencing that amazing, endless love. It means the church really... I'm not saying that you don't know about the love of God at all. We all know in a little bit. In a very much surface. But we need to go to the depths of His love. Heights of His love. Width of His love. Length of His love. If we know the love of Christ, if we know the love of God, then we will be dying for Him. We will not be, nothing will stop us. Paul said, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. In Romans chapter 8, he said that. Nothing. Go to Romans chapter 8, please. And we'll come back to Ephesians again. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit is in us. He is the spirit of love. Hallelujah. 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 
verse 35. Romans chapter 8 verse 35. Who shall ever separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Nothing. Just as it is written and forever remains written, for your sake we are put to death all day long. We are regarded as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than a conquerors and gain an overwhelming victory through him who loved us. In all these things we, we overcome, we gain victory. Through God, when we know the love of Christ. Nothing can separate you and me from the love of God. If we know the love. If we know the depth. And the length and the height and the width of the love of God. If we are rooted and grounded. If we can do a favor to our lives, we can pray every day, God, I want to know your love. I want to be rooted and grounded in your love. It will not just help you. It will help others. It will bless others. It will change the lives of others. Because people will see the love of God in you and me. One day I was on a gas station. Putting gas in my car. And I had the the man who was working there. He was not doing right. And I got upset. And thank God the Holy Spirit spoke. He does speak. And he said to me, if I cannot show my love through you to these people, tell me, where should I go? That was a strong word. He said, tell me, where should I go? You and me are the body of Christ on earth. There is no other way. God uses his authority through you and me. Right? Because we are a body of Christ. We are instruments of righteousness. God uses us to worship him. But the same way, he uses us to show his love. They have not seen a Christ who died 2,000 years ago. They have not known him. That he loves them. But they know you and me. We have a responsibility. Of a gospel. Gospel of love. We need to share love. Sometimes you just share love. And it preaches the gospel. You don't even talk. You just love on people. Those are unlovable, whom the people don't care, the world don't care. You know, the world cares only the people who shines. Everybody wants to talk to the celebrities. Everyone wants to talk to the sports people. Right? No one wants to talk to the person who is not famous. talking to celebrities or or these people that's not love that's not love talking to others 
looking for them, whom nobody wants to pay attention. That's real love. And love speaks. Love has a language. Doesn't matter if you have preached the gospel or not. I used to go to a shop for a haircut, and this guy who owned it, it was a Muslim guy. But I, after my haircut, I will meet all his workers and say hello to them. In Indian culture, it's not normal. But I always meet them. Not just normal. Give them a good tip. And in Indian culture, there is (laughs) not a culture of a tip. All needs money. Everyone, you give me a tip, I will give you a tip. But I, I learned that lesson. And thank God I learned from here. You know. Thank God when I started visiting U.S., I learned it. And then, thank God for the good things, amen. And I always used to give a good tip, shake hands with them. And, and after a few months, the owner said to me, he's, listen to this, this is a Muslim guy. He said, sir, can I talk to you? I said, yes. He said, why are you different than other customers? You know, he was watching me for a few months. He was watching my behavior. Jesus said, you're the light of the world. Didn't he say that? But the light needs to shine. If you walk in love, you walk in light. If you don't walk in love, you walk in darkness. There is no difference between the world and us then. So difference was, I was behaving, not purposely, I was not trying to tell, oh good I am. No, I'm just, just the normal behavior. And I never even thought about to impress anybody. I was not thinking about somebody who's watching me. Not just God watches us, but the people watches us too. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy did not know that I'm a pastor or a preacher. They knew nothing about me. I said, I said, I will tell you why I'm a different than others. I didn't tell him that day. I wanted him to wait a little more. <laughs> You know, just make him more eager. Uh, and you have to. I'm, I'm telling you this. You have to listen to your heart. Sometimes you need to say the things right time. Or just that way. Or sometimes you may sense in your spirit. Wait on. And I waited. And the next time when I visited, I got a good time. Because I wanted to be alone with him. He was a Muslim. And I didn't want to talk and other people listen and disturb. So I talked to him. Then I told him about Jesus. I told him about my testimony. How God changed me. And this Muslim guy was so impressed. Anything he happened in life, he will call me. Sir, could you give me some advice on this? On their festival of Eid, Muslim's main festival, he brought his wife and a child, me, to pray for them. You know, they, that day they go to a mosque. But he brought them to me, that I may pray for them. And then, when I went another time, I was, there was a phone call came, I prayed for a lady, who was sick and got healed, just on the, over the phone, and he heard that. Then he came to know, that we had prayed for healing too. Now this guy become a messenger, and telling other people, his customer had a problem, he will say, oh there is a person, he can pray for you, and you can be healed. <laughs> and then he will call me, sir, can I give you a number to so and so? Yeah, could you pray? Muslim guy is talking about Jesus to others. 
But that all happened because of the love of God. Love of Christ is a powerful thing. Has its own language. It speaks. Hey, our behavior matters. Our behavior matters. And the love is the powerful thing in our character. When you have that love, you walk in love, you lack nothing. Because you're walking in God. That's the number one thing for our lives. The Bible says love never fails, right? First Corinthians chapter 13. Why? Because God is love. And love never fails. God never fails. It looks like he does, but he knows. And then when we walk in love, we never fail. And then we don't fail and we make others also to win. It helps others also to win. Because you're helping others. So love walk is not just a beneficial to us, but it is a beneficial to the kingdom of God. It brings people in. It brings healing to people. It brings a restoration to people. Then one of his workers who will used to do my hairs, he... And then he had a problem in his family. He said, sir, could you pray for me? For my family? I said, yes. I gave him a New Testament. Invited him to a church. I came to a church and he was in the church worshipping God. Man, lifting up his hand. Looked like a believer from a long time. <laughs> and God opened a door for him after that. He was just working for a very small amount of money. Helping in that shop. But God opens the door for this guy and he now does, uh, the, does the, 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 uh, the haircut and all, all the makeups for the people who work in a Punjabi movies. Now he's a big star. Traveled internationally. I just visited him before coming here for a haircut. People go to him, he charged so much, he didn't charge me a single rupee. I said, no, this is not going to work. I'm going to pay you. Otherwise, I will not come. He said, you give me next time, not this time. (laughs) But do you see why? Love is a powerful thing. Love is powerful. There are people in the world. They need that touch. They need the touch of love. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I was, I was praying. I had a, so many things. You know, as a minister, you have a, so many messages in your mind. And the Lord started dealing with me, talk about love. I said, Lord, what should I talk about love? <laughs> I have not spoken this message for a long time. But you know, God is God. God is God. You just obey Him. Amen. And I'm not saying just you need it. I need myself too. I need to renew myself. I need to remind myself. We all need to be reminded that we are a child of love. That I am a child of God. I am a child of love. It means I am a child of light. I am a child of a healing. I am a child of a deliverance. I am a child of a resurrection. I am a child of a victory. Hallelujah. And love never fails. And I never fail. Because I walk in love. Say, I will never fail. fail. 
Because I walk in love. I am a victor. Because I walk in love. I'm not a victim. Say it again. You, somebody need to say, I am not a victim. Say it again. Because I walk in love. And love is not a victim. Glory to God. Love is not a victim, but love is a victor. Hallelujah. Love is not a victim. So don't play a victim mentality. Come out of your victim mentality. Come to the victor mentality. Come to the love mentality. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Praise the name of Jesus. I sense that here. The love of God is so strong right now. It's affecting, it look like as a powerful thing here. Hallelujah. 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 If you walk in that love, the victim things will go away from you. And you will move in a higher level. You will move in a higher level. You will not go down, but you will go up. Love goes up, not go down. Hallelujah. Victory is yours. Oh, victory is yours. You want to come out of this nonsense? Say, I want to come, Lord. I want to walk in a victory. I want to walk in a victory. I will not walk in the victim mentality. But I will walk in the victor mentality. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians chapter 3 again, please. Ah, you, sir, what's your name, please? You. Yes. Yeah, come here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know God loves you? Yes, I do. Yes. He loves you beyond your thinking and imagination. He has a great plan for you. And your life will never be the same again. It will change forever. Thank you, God. Let it go. Let the love of God work. Ha uh-huh. ha. Yes. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Let it go. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Things are going to change. It will not stay the same as it is. Ha 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 ha. You will see that move of love. And you see that powerful thing moving in your life and changing everything around you. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you. Bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so good. Lift up your hands and say, God, you're so good. Thank you. Thank you for being good to me. Thank you for being good to me, Lord. You're a good God. You're a good God. Oh, hallelujah, man. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, worship you, Lord. 
verse 19, Ephesians chapter 3. It says, and you, and I'm reading from Amplified, that you may come to know practically through personal experience the love of Christ which, surp- which far surpasses mere knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. You know, God wants you to know that love which surpasses all the knowledge. The reason is He wants you to be full with all the fullness of God. Not a half of it. Not a quarter. But all the fullness of God. That's God's desire is. He wants us to be filled with all the fullness of God. Isn't it wonderful? And that's a prayer. That's in the Bible. Paul saying that. Holy Spirit saying through Paul. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. But that connected to love. It means the more you fill with love. The more you will fill with God. So we need to know that knowledge. We need to have that knowledge. That surpasses Surpasses all understanding. I need to know that love God. If you can be hungry for one thing. That should be Lord. I want to know the love of Christ. If you have not prayed till today. I want you to pray that prayer. God I want to know that love. And then when you know that love. It will surpass all the knowledge. And you will be filled with all the fullness of God. You will be healed automatically because you will have no doubts. You know God loves you. You will lack nothing because you know that he wants to provide for you because he loves you. And you will not walk in sin because you know that God loves you. You will need nothing else because you know that God loves you. You will not feel alone because you know that someone loves you more than anybody else. And that's not a feeling. That's believing. And I think if we pray that prayer, if we know the love of Christ, then we can walk in a victory all the time. Not just one day. Not happy just on a Sunday. Or a Wednesday. Or a Friday. But happy every day. Amen. Because you know somebody loves you. You know somebody cares for you. But that love, it should not be just a mental knowledge, but it should be a revelation in our spirit. The problem with us, we are, a lot of time, we just have this knowledge here. It changes with the emotions. But we don't have a revelation in the spirit. That's what Paul prayed, that I pray that your eyes of understanding, or the eyes of your spirit be enlightened, or be open. It means sometimes our eyes of our spirit may be closed. That's why he's saying that. It's not enlightened as it should be. Even we are a new creation. Even we are a new creation. You know when the child is born as a baby, he doesn't know everything. Right? He doesn't speak properly. He doesn't hear everything you say. He doesn't see everything you say. Maybe you're saying, you see, you see. He doesn't see it. You right? 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 right. It's the same way when you're born in the kingdom of God. 
We don't see everything. We need to grow seeing. We need to know knowing. And that will happen when we are connected to him who can do that to us. And that is God. And we need to pray that prayer. God, open my eyes of understanding. I want to see. I want to know your love. I want to be rooted and grounded in love of Christ. I want, I want to know that love which surpasses my knowledge. That I may be filled with all the fullness of yours. Amen. 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 Could you stand up and pray that prayer? God, I want to know that love. I want that love. I want to understand that love. Not just my knowledge, but I want to have a revelation of your love. And I will walk in that love, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just pray a prayer, please. Put that word into your practice. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Open our eyes of understanding. That we may know who we are in Christ Jesus. That we may know the love of Christ which surpasses all the knowledge. And may be rooted and grounded in love of God. Lord, we want to know that love. I want to know that love. I have to have a knowledge of that love, God. I want to know it. Open my eyes, Father. Oh, give me a revelation of your love. I know you love me. I know that you have shed your love in my heart by the Holy Spirit. But I want to know that love. I want to experience that love of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Just say, thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Lord, you love me. Sometimes we preach and tell others God loves you. And then we forget about ourselves that he loves us also. We are lost so much to tell others. But we forget about that he loves me too. The Bible says uh, the nursing mother will can forget her child. But I will not. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. That's his love for you. Doesn't matter what you did. That's why it's, it's hard to understand sometimes. When we have made the mistakes, we, when we have committed the wrong things, we did the wrong things, then we still think, does still God love me? He still loves you. If he can love the world with the, all the sins, he can love his children too. He loves you. He loves you, whoever you are here. Doesn't matter what you did. But he's still open for you if you run to him. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord God. Oh, we give you praise. And I want to give you all to call if you want to recommit your life to the Lord. You can come forward and know that he loves you. If there is anyone who has not tasted his love at all, I want you to come forward and give your life to him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone? Anyone here? If the online people, if you are watching, if you, if you have not given your life, if you have not tasted the love of God, I want you, this is the time for you.
call upon him. He loves you. He cares for you. He's not bothered about what you have done in the past or what you have done just in a few minutes before. He still loves you. He still take you in and loved on you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just come running up to him. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Just, just tell him, Lord, I thank you for loving me. Oh, thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. It will help you to receive from God when you know that he loves you. It will help you to receive. You will not condemn yourself. You will be able to receive. Your faith will act. Your faith will be activated. Hallelujah. Your faith will become alive in you because you know that God loves you. And he will not hide anything from you. Nothing. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. If anyone still want to give their life to the Lord, come up. Come forward. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. If anyone wants to be prayed for healing or anything else, please come if you want to. I'll pray with you. But come believing that he will heal you. He will not have the problems. Because he loves you. He heals you because he loves you. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Yes, brother. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We worship your name, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So, you took the stick again. You took the stick again. What happened? What happened when you, why did you take the stick? You opened my hand. It started hurting. So, when the pain came back, then you say, oh, wow. Yes, 
Thank you, Lord, for healing. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for healing. 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 Yes, come on. Come on. Just walk with him. Thank you, Father. the name of Jesus. Healing, Lord. Healing to his body, strength, grace. In the name of Jesus. Be healed. Be healed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm a healer. I 
give you praise. Thank you for the rain. I'm the healer. So when this Christ comes back, you are healed. You are healed. Say today, I've encountered love. Love touched me. Love filled me. Love is my joy and my peace and my strength. I'm going to celebrate and walk in the love of God.
displaying your love. You know, I could tell you about this building. I could tell you how high the ceilings are, how wide this building is, how many square footage we have in this building. And you could get a picture in your mind. But once you come inside the door and you see it for yourself and you experience it, it's a whole different thing, right? God wants you to come in and experience Him. He wants you to know Him. He wants you to uh, walk in Him. Amen? Say, love has forgiven me. Love has freed me. Love gives me purpose. celebrating the love of God. Amen. Amen? And uh, come back for more. This Wednesday night is a night of prayer and praise, and we're just going to have a good time with the Lord to let the Holy Spirit continue to what to do what He does. Amen? Pastor Jesus, that was such an awesome message by God. Thank you for bringing the Word. Thank you for your gift. And if you haven't, just put something extra and bless his ministry, bless his life. Father, we just thank you that you seal what was done today by your Holy Spirit. And we're going to increase and grow and abound in the love of God in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.